Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. So today, while at the gym, someone had wished me a happy sweetest day, which is coming up this weekend, October 19th. And for those of you that are like, what the heck are you talking about? It is a day, a holiday, I guess, that is really celebrated in the Midwestern United States, mostly around the Great Lakes region in which I am at. And So the states that typically celebrate this are like Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, where I live, Missouri, North Dakota, Ohio, South Dakota, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and areas around New York and Pennsylvania. I remember when I was living in D.C. and I mentioned it was Sweetest Day, I think my boyfriend at the time had sent me some roses and everyone was like, what the heck are you getting roses for? Is it your birthday? And I'm like, nope, it's Sweetest Day. They were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So Sweetest Day is just a nice day to share a romantic gesture. Um, Not as intense as uh, Valentine's Day would be, but it's just a really nice day to show a sweet gesture to someone that you like. So with that being said, I figured, you know what, for Sweetest Day and considering that this is a health and wellness podcast, I'm going to share with you some healthy tips for couples. So if you have a sweetie out there and you guys are looking to get healthy, this episode is for you. First thing I want to say is that creating and achieving some health and wellness goals with your partner does not only strengthen your relationship, but it also provides the much needed motivation, accountability, support, and some serious bonding. So, you know, I'm really big about staying motivated and having accountability. So having this goal with your partner really, really helps out a lot because There's nothing like trying to get healthy and your partner is over there bringing home junk food all the time. Or you're trying to do more exercises and they are trying to get you to just hang out in bed a little bit longer. So having someone that's very supportive on the home front is really, really great. Um, And it's even better if you also have support outside of that. But Today, we're talking about having some support with your spouse. Implementing new healthy habits can be very difficult to stick alone, as we all know, and especially going into the season of um, all the holidays coming up, it makes it even harder. So including your partner on your journey to a healthier lifestyle makes the progress so much more enjoyable and encourages your partner 
to also benefit their health by providing a more sustainable, lasting change. So here's a few tips to remember when embracing this new healthy adventure that you and your significant other are going to go on. The first one is to understand their point of view. Recognize their individual goals and how they may be different from yours. Again, you might not have the same goals. Lead by example. Be very patient because, again, we're talking about relationships. We always need to have patience for that. Regularly encourage each other and, most of all, just make it really enjoyable. As I mentioned before, your health goals are specific to you, so it's most likely that your partner's goals will be different from your own. Regardless of that, the most important part of this whole thing is to work towards identifying it, structuring it, and voicing what those goals are. So to ensure those goals are making um, a loud and clear attainability, you can use the thing as SMART goals. And you probably heard of SMART goals. That is S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for realistic, and T for timely. And I take a lot of people who are starting a new plan and they really have some pretty hefty goals on this whole SMART goal journey in the first place. So take some time with your partner to address what your individual goals are, how they fit into this model, and how you can support each other to achieve the goals that you have created for yourself. And then ask yourself and your partner the following questions. You might want to take out a piece of paper if you are not driving at the moment, because these are some really great questions. Why is this goal important? What is involved? How will I know when I have accomplished it? How can I accomplish this goal? How can it be measured? How realistic is it? Does it seem worthwhile? When do I anticipate accomplishing this goal? And what can I do today to begin working towards it? And again, a little bit of friendly competition can be a big driving motivational force to help you achieve your goals. So when competing with your partner, it is a playful way of inspiring each other to be your absolute best. And you could try some of these really fun challenge ideas to get that competition going. Boycotting eating out for an entire month, drinking a gallon of water every day, reaching over 10,000 steps each day, going to the gym at least three times a week, participating in a new fitness class each month, holding a 30-second plank before each meal, taking part in a posture challenge, or any other health-directed habit that you might find that can encourage one another to stick to it. And again, just kind of come up with a list of some other challenges that you might want to incorporate in it. The number one cause of diet sabotage is failing to be properly prepared. So to combat this, schedule a time each week with your partner to write out a comprehensive grocery list, plan out everything you'd like to eat for the week, and make it happen. Meal prepping saves you time, it saves you money, and it gives you more control over what is available to you throughout the week. It also reserves space and creativity since you will most likely not want to be eating the same thing every single week. That can get very boring, although I know some people who like to do that. And it offers um, a lot of time that you can spend with your partner when you're going grocery shopping, when you are prepping the meals, when you are having those dinners. Food offers a much more physical nutrition, 
Writing out a meal plan helps you better understand your partner's preferences and planning time to cook all your meals together can be a very relaxing and enjoyable experience to build that nice bond with your partner. When you are meal planning, um, it will differ depending on each of your health goals, nutritional needs, and food preferences, but there are some affordable and easy options to get your meal prepping routine started. So I, again, like to sit there and come up with a list of foods that they might like, knowing that your portions might be a different size depending on if your spouse eats more or less than you do and depending on what their goals are. And again, although meal prepping is a really great way to stay on task for healthy eating, it's nice to also switch things up a bit and have a fresh, different meal once in a while. So using that means, um, typically it means going out to a restaurant, flexing your willpower muscles, and trying to come up with the most health-conscious item on the menu. So instead of stressing out over what they are serving, serve yourself. A date night is in is a whole much more intimate you don't have to worry about all the waiters coming over and asking you questions. You don't have to worry about waiting for a while, listening to the argument that might be going on in the table next to you, listening to any of the other outside noise. You can really make it really romantic by lighting the candles, whatever it may be, you know, making your water or your drink a little bit fancier by serving it in a nice fancy glass. It's very nice. And it gives you a lot more control over what you are eating and gives you the quality time with your partner. So the next time you're stressing over how date nights will fit into your health goals, so just a new kind of date night, which is spending more time at home with your loved one and having your fresh favorite homemade food. Although meal prepping is also a great way to stay on track of healthy eating, it's also nice to, again, switch some stuff up. So just keep that in mind. Changing eating habits is so much easier said than done. Luckily, there are plenty of healthy swaps to crowd out the unhealthy foods in your diet and fill it up on some more nutritious ones. So a couple of things that I want to talk about is you can experiment with things like herbal teas. It's a really great and delicious way of curbing your soda habit. I'm actually drinking one of my herbal tea blends right now. And they are caffeine-free and come in a variety of different flavors. You can also start playing around with your own blends that you could create. They're a lot of fun. I enjoy blending up my own herbal teas or feel free to go over to my site and purchase any of the ones that are on my site. I would love you to the moon and back if you did. Also, if you're looking to indulge in something bad like soda or dessert, commit to sharing it. That way you are both making the decision to have it together and you're only having half of it. This makes it so much easier to cut back on some of the excess calories. And I'm sure you're aware of how important regular exercise is for your health, but did you know why it's very beneficial to exercise with your partner? Some of these reasons you should get together and sweat out include good quality time. Exercising together gives you plenty of one-on-one time that fits both of your schedules. You'll start to have a little smile on your face. You can ask your partner to help spot you. All of these things are really great. Again, safety, having someone else work out with you gets a second set of eyes on your form. They are also available to spot you and ensure that you are doing the move safely. Motivation, your partner should be already have a source of motivation for you to receiving encouragement and praise throughout your workout. 
and talking about your form and will help you amplify your desire to keep at it. And then respect, just having your partner there to shows that they respect you because they are they're helping you along the process. Taking care of your body is one of the most obvious ways to show your life partner that you want to be there for the long term. And of course, it's a really great bonding experience. Exercise releases chemicals in the brain and stimulates feelings of happiness and reduces stress. And it helps you and your relationship. You could always get a gym membership at a local gym, or you could choose to look at into some studios for some specific exercise classes like cycling, rock climbing, CrossFit, water aerobics, kickboxing, Zumba, running clubs, and boot camps. There's so many options that you can do. I actually enjoy um, working out with my husband in the basement. We have retrofitted a gym, and I know a lot of people that are probably listening to us saying like, okay, Stephanie, I have a home gym and I don't use it. So if that is you, maybe going to a class to start off with might work or even look at doing um, a couple's training with a trainer if you are looking for some form correction and want some variety of different exercises. I know I train quite a lot of um, duets is what they call them. So two people who want to train at the same time, it just gives you that little extra motivation. And again, if you're not looking for a gym membership or you don't want to join a class, there are so many different at-home workouts that you can possibly look at. So just go over to YouTube. There's plenty of them. Another thing I absolutely love is yoga. Yoga is an awesome workout to build strength, gain flexibility, and release stress. Partner yoga specifically works to build trust, comfortability, and connection on and off the mat. Other benefits of partner yoga include cultivating physical and emotional support with your relationship, learning to let go of expectations and accepting one capability, improving self-awareness and trust in yourself and in your partner, creating a sense of balance both physically and emotionally, enhancing the playfulness of your relationship, sharing new memories, utilizing the energy of having touch, And again, there are so many different places around that do partner yoga. Usually you see them a lot during Valentine's Day. But if you are in those areas where Swedish Day, you might actually see them there too. And there's a ton of other ways to get moving every day that does not necessarily require you to hit the gym or schedule in a big time commitment. Some of these things, and I love to do these, is bike instead of drive, schedule a post-workout dinner walk. I used to love these, especially when we lived closer to a small city. We would walk all the time instead of watching TV. Dance around when doing chores or just dance in general. My grandparents used to love to spend a couple of minutes every single day dancing around the house. That just really created a nice bond. Always take the stairs, of course doing more active hobbies, um, hiking, which my husband and I have been doing. We've been hiking a lot more, getting ready for Kilimanjaro. I love being outdoors. Um, It's a really great bonding experience. And then something as simple as parking a little bit further when you are in your parking lot. So just think of different ways that you can get your body moving. And just as important as it is to get moving, it's also very important to get adequate rest. I say this after I just took a nap and was sitting here thinking if I should be recording this podcast or doing a workout. 
And I honestly think that possibly after doing this podcast, instead of walking on the treadmill, which I was thinking about doing, I am going to do a nice gentle yoga because that is what my body needs right now. It needs to rest. I am definitely one of those people that is go, go, go. I've been going since 545 this morning and it's now 545 in the afternoon when I'm recording this podcast. So modern society has definitely glorified the busy mentality and has taught us that we always have to be on the go in order to succeed. However, resting our bodies and brains um, need it very much. Otherwise, it is not going to function properly and it's going to hinder us from being able to reach our goals. On the bright side, it is not particularly difficult to schedule in some much needed relaxation time with your loved ones. You just need to make it a priority. So resting may mean sleeping in, relaxing on the couch together, cuddling up next to each other, taking a warm bath, getting a massage, or practicing meditation. Whatever rest is for you and your partner, make sure that you pencil it in and relax with all of the benefits. As I mentioned, meditation is one of my favorite things. I have yet to be able to get my husband to do it, except for when he has a hard time falling asleep. So don't, we don't really meditate together, but if you have a spouse that is a little bit more open to meditation, then this would be a really great thing to do, as meditation is usually considered a very personal experience. After all, it's practice in silence with your eyes closed and without too much interaction with others. However, partner meditation can hold you accountable for your meditation space and strengthen your bond with your partner. Meditation is really great for helping you balance out your physical well-being, strengthen your immune system, redefine your communication with your body, promote a more peaceful and flexible thinking, aid in clearer decision-making, improve your memory and focus, give you more overall clarity, enhance your self-esteem and confidence, provide you with a greater sense of compassion and empathy towards others, amplify feelings of optimism and happiness, and help you gain a true relationship with yourself. It's very great for creativity and it strengthens and improves your relationships with others. If that wasn't enough, meditation also works to help you connect with your partner better. And so there are a couple of uh, partner meditations that are out there. There's one called uh, mindfulcouples.com. So take a look at that. That's a really great one. The purpose of the couple's meditation is to come into the resonance with your partner, sit cross-legged with your partner, and face each other so that your knees are touching. Sit with your back straight and then hold each other's hands. Your hands can rest comfortably on top of your legs. You're simply just going to close your eyes and then breathe. And then try to not to force anything. Just be present with your breath. Allow yourself to just be in the moment. And then again, this is your opportunity to just simply practice a little bit of mindfulness in your day. Remain with the sensation of your breath. And in a few minutes into this couple's meditation... Just allow yourself to notice the cadence of your partner's breath. You might just notice that your breath has already aligned with your partner's. Happens quite often. And 
it happens mainly because your bodies and minds naturally attune to one another. So feel free to try that simple meditation practice of just sitting cross-legged across from your partner and seeing if you can attune to your partner's breath. All right, so health isn't all about what you eat, how you move, and how you relax. It's also about feeding your brain. Everything is also very mental, right? Mental health and wellness. Think of it this way. Reading is the mind is to the mind as exercise is to the body. So pick up a book. I love reading, although a lot of times I do not have time to read. So that's when I'm listening to like podcasts like this or when I am listening to audiobooks. But to have the moment to read, and as I'm sitting here looking at all the books that I have collected in this past year that I said I was going to read, and I have not, although technically I've read quite a lot through listening to my audiobooks, about like two to three a month on average, it's a really great way, reading is a really great way for creating mental stimulation, stress relief, creating extra vocabulary, improving your memory, better focus and concentration, enhancing your writing skills and entertainment. And as far as your relationship goes, reading plays a role as well. Reading has shown to increase empathy. Being exposed to different points of view puts you in a position of trying to understand the feelings of others more frequently and more accurately. Reading before bed can also improve your sleep quality. It is huge for health and something that can be easily done and shared as a couple. So the two of you can just simply read next to each other. Maybe if there's a book that you might both be interested in, you can read it and share notes, even listening to an audiobook. My husband and I do this a lot when we are going on long trips. And I like to also incorporate, of course, a gratitude practice. It doesn't need to be anything formal, scheduled, or similar to anything else. It just needs to be a way to recognize and reflect on the things that you are most grateful for. More often than not, those who have a little gratitude practice acknowledge things that others may have not noticed in value. For example, how often you do reflect on how much you appreciate that you are able to have a body, stable living conditions, and ability to make your own choices. These are some huge parts of our lives, and unfortunately, sometimes we take it for granted. Science has proven that many benefits of a gratitude practice, it may include writing in a journal, taking notes on your phone, or simply communicating it to your partner about how grateful you are every single day. Either way, make sure you have lots to be grateful for. Gratitude helps improve relationships, it lessens physical pain, reduces negative emotions, it enhances empathy, it decreases aggregation, it improves sleeps, increases self-esteem, and intensifies the mental strain. Beginning a gratitude practice does not need to be complicated. Just talk to your partner about what is best way to fit it into your lives together. So maybe it's even creating like a gratitude board where you can write down things that you're grateful for or creating like little notes to each other and letting you guys know how grateful you are of each other, things like that. And as I was talking about a board, a vision board is a really great and creative interpretation of your goals and a great addition to any healthy lifestyle. 
It can be used to motivate you, keep you on task, and cultivate gratitude. So here is how you can do it. Define your intentions. What are your goals? What do you plan on? How do you plan on achieving them? Gather your supplies of choice, whether that's a poster board, plain sheet of paper, and finding images that resonate with your intentions. I actually like to do it on Canva and make mine digital so I can put it on my phone. I can see it all the time as a wallpaper. I love it. And then you simply create it. So making sure that you are doing a mixture of words and images that fit into the qualifying themes of your vision. Place them in a way that makes you feel good and you can look at it all the time. So choosing to embark on a health journey is super exciting. Remember to always just do what you can and what you possibly can do with your partner. When you're able to do it, you are guaranteed that you are having a very rewarding experience. But before we wrap up with this, um, I have a couple other tips that I want you to consider when you are implementing healthy habits with your partner. Find fun and productive ways to manage your stress. Share a healthy sleep schedule. Eat breakfast together. Communicate your needs. Cut back on sugar. Protect your skin. Do breathing exercises, practice moderation, make meaningful social connections, and most importantly, just have fun together. So I hope you found this to be very helpful. And again, I hope you enjoy your sweetest day if you are celebrating it in one of the states that I have listed off earlier in the Midwest or around the Great um, Lakes region. So I hope you are enjoying it. If you do not celebrate Sweetest Day or if you're listening to this on a day that is not close to Sweetest Day, make your own Sweetest Day and just, again, celebrate those that you love and telling them how much you appreciate them. That small little gesture just might bring a smile on their face. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed and I will see you all next week. If you love this podcast, do me a favor and show your love and appreciation for me the sweetest day by going over to your listening app and leave a rating and review. I will love you to the moon and back as this helps other people find this podcast. And I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at FWL underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.